Welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons, and the future of women leaders in business. And I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs become the calm, confident leader their team and their business really need. And that's why I've recently launched my six-week mental fitness bootcamp. This amazing program will help you tackle that inner critic voice, tame your saboteurs, tap into your sage inner self, and increase your positive intelligence. With a combination of daily practice in the custom app, a weekly focus to increase your awareness, and regular group coaching led by me, you'll build the mental muscles you need to quickly overcome the changes and challenges you're facing right now. If you're ready to get started transforming your leadership in your life, my next pod gets started soon. So check out more information on highvoltageleadership.ca backslash positive intelligence. My guest on this week's podcast is my good friend, Robin McMahon. Robin is a super passionate parenting coach, author, and expert whose parenting journey has been anything but easy. With a neurodiverse child, she struggled to find support for him and herself and spent many years feeling inadequate, ashamed, and alone. Being a successful marketing leader, Robin dove into finding all of the best parenting information she could and soon realized what she found was a new passion. Now she's a sought after expert who helps overwhelmed parents find their way and really love connecting with their kids again. If you're a working mom, you're going to love this conversation we have today. Hey, I have someone really special on the Female Founder Friday podcast here today, and this is my friend, Robin, who I absolutely adore, cannot get enough of. She's so delicious. Robin, I am so glad that you are here today. It is going to be a great conversation, you and I. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here too. And every time we talk, we laugh, we share like so much fun stuff. So I think this is going to be so much fun. Thank you for having me. Oh, it it it's more than a pleasure. We <laughs> have totally become business besties. Yeah. Um, in in a very short period of time. Um, Robin and I have a ton in common. And yes, chances are pretty good today. This conversation is going to get completely off topic and have some uproarious, uproarious laughter involved. Uh, so, uh, just, you know, buckle up everybody. Cause this is going to be fun. So yeah. first, I'm going to try to keep my answers short. So don't like, <laughs> I'm going to try, but I'm a talker. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what gets us into trouble. We <laughs> both do a lot of talking, but we have a lot of fun doing it. So, yeah. but I, I'm really glad you're here. Cause I know you have a super cool story. Um, and I want to hear even more about it. So, you know, tell me about your journey to being a female founder. Okay. Well, my journey started really when I became a, a mom. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I always, well, I thought I would be like mother earth. Right. And I <laughs> thought that when I had children, I would have every, I wanted, I would want to nurture and raise every child and impart my wisdom and all of this crap. <laughs> and I had my first son and he is the most wonderful person. He is almost 17 now, but when he first, when I first had him, it, you know, really it started 
around the time I was supposed to give birth to him. He was 10 days overdue. I was in labor day 10 and day 11 and day 11 ended with a C-section and I was hysterical. I'd never had so much as an IV before. They gave me an epidural. He went up instead of down. And all of a sudden, you know, the next thing I know I'm having a C-section and someone's rolling me over and giving me a suppository. And like, it was the worst experience of my life. Then I couldn't, and yes, I had a beautiful baby. Yes. I gave birth. So look, none of that is lost on me, but I couldn't nurse him. So, mm-hmm. right. I, uh, I, I remember being, being in the bathroom and having my first shower and I couldn't put my underwear on. And so I had to call my husband and ask him to help me put my underwear on. And like, you know, I was, I was just 30 years old and, you know, we had been married, you know, for, you know, for just a couple of years and like, that was humiliating for me. Right. right. And so, I, uh, the doctor told us that, you know, it was such a tough birth that the, that if we were in another country that didn't have the kind of, you know, healthcare we have, it would have been a choice between him or me. Yeah. And so, and my husband would have had to make that choice. Right. So it really started me on this real shame spiral that, you know, I kind of identify with it now that I would say to myself, well, I can't even do this right you know, and I remember my doctor saying to me, you know, on one of his, you know, milestone checkups early on, he's like, well, you want to throw them out the window yet? And I was like, yes, I do. Like, I didn't (laughs) think people are allowed to say that, but I did like, it was so hard. He would, he would cry all the time, cry all the time. So, so let me fast forward a little bit because yes, I could go on and on about it, but I felt terrible and I tried yeah. to get help for him and for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I was able to sleep train him, which was great. That gave me a bit of confidence, but as he got older, he's very defiant and yeah. we, we do have another son. I, I, I don't even know what I was thinking, but I'm so yeah. glad we do because we have sort of one of each, right? I, we have the hard kid and we have this really beautiful younger son who is just really easygoing. So thank yeah. God for that. Um, and so, you know, I knew that by the time he was about five, like mm, something's off here. So we did take him to children's hospital to their, you know, psychiatric unit. We, we had him assessed. Nope. It's not, it's not him. It's you mom. Um, I tried my own therapy, you know, for me and it just didn't work for me. And so I was in such a bad place. I wanted to leave my family because I would rage during the day at my kids because he wouldn't listen. He was oppositional. Uh, I just, I I felt completely and totally powerless Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any tools or any skills or anything to know how to keep myself calm and connect with my kid and get him to do what I wanted. And love wasn't the issue. I loved, loved him, love him heaps Mm -hmm. and bounds, right? That's not the issue, but I just, I wasn't patient and I didn't know how to get patient. My mom, she would give me articles from the newspaper on why yelling is bad. I'm like, yeah, mom, I know. I just don't know how to stop. (laughs) Right. Like, thank you. But right. Like talk about making me feel worse. So, (laughs) so I'm in this really dark place and I, I stumbled upon, um, I love Oprah. Okay. I love yeah. Oprah. I stumbled upon this parenting expert that she had, and she's a psychologist, Dr. Shafali Sabari. And uh, they were talking about her book and I read her book. No, I didn't read her book. I bought her book 
and I let it sit on the shelf and I would glare at it. And I'm like, <laughs> you gonna make me feel bad? Are you gonna make me feel worse? Like, I don't know, right? Like the guilt and the shame radiating from yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah, like here's another one that says I'm a loser and I'm the worst yeah. mom ever. Yeah. So I'm gonna read a couple things from this book. Yeah, that yeah. Changed my life mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. So it's hard for me sometimes to read this and not cry. I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to cry right now, but um, she has a, a part in the book and it says, I accept my child is different. Mm. I accept my child can be stubborn. I accept my child gets upset qu- quickly. I accept my child resists change. I accept my child is bossy, defiant, and so on. But then it went on to say, I accept that I have limitations and many shortcomings and that's okay. Yeah. I accept that I am often ashamed to admit my own failings. I accept that I sometimes fumble and stumble as a parent and so on. And nobody had ever talked to me like that. I thought I had to change him, but the transformation for me was in accepting him just the way he was and letting go of the mom I thought I was going to be, the mom that I thought I should be, yeah. and accepting like this is really look. I didn't get the kid that I wanted. Yeah, I got yeah. the kid that I need, because in his way, he was helping me heal myself. Because the reason I got so mad is because I had issues around not being heard, you yeah. know, feeling powerless, and so he's helped me heal myself. And look, here's the thing. We know now that he is wired differently. He has, um, he does have ADHD. He has learning disabilities. He has obsessive compulsive disorder. And I talk about this with his permission, just so you know, because he's older now and I don't want to share things about him that aren't true or that that would hurt him. It would hurt Uh, him, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, he also has oppositional defiance disorder. And look, it is hard enough to raise a typical kid, never mind a kid who has extra needs. Yeah. And it's also hard because, and I don't know how else to say this other than he looks normal. Yeah. And so people don't believe me and that hurt. Like, oh, Robin, he's such a great kid. Well, I know he is when you're there, but he's not (laughs) like that at home, you know? So, so, so that was really tough. Right. And, and, uh, and, and I don't have skills to deal with OCD, you know, and that is not in the parenting manual at all. There it's funny is how it's not nothing about having a, like a neurodiverse exactly. kid like that. The parenting manual doesn't even begin to cover that shit. No, yeah. no. And so I, I, that's why I felt so lost and so embarrassed. And I pushed people away, pushed them out of my life, you know? So, so what happened to me that really changed is the starting with that book Then I went to go and see her in per, like live at an event. And, um, these parent coaches were all over me. Cause I was a total mess. Right. I'm like, <laughs> okay, like back off ladies. Like they knew I was like ripe for the picking. Right. And, uh, and so I was like, mm-hmm, 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 this is great. But then I went home feeling so inspired and energized and connected and blah, blah, blah. And I announced to my kids that I was not going to yell anymore. Like you guys, I got this. And the next day I was yelling again because I hadn't done any work. I just like right. had this yes, epiphany, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's when I hired somebody to help me. 
And that's where it changed. I was able to see my kids' behavior in a different way. I was able to understand my own reaction to their behavior. And it was such a transformation for me that I left my corporate marketing career to do this work full-time. So there's the long story, made the long story long, and that's where I am um, today. And, And really, it is my greatest joy to help parents feel that same transformation And I believe in my heart of hearts that the way to change the world and to change our future is in the way we parent our kids. I feel that with every cell in my body. I love that. And, and I think, you know, I really resonate with your story because I, I have a child too. I actually three out of my four kids, um, are on that ADHD spectrum that we now think of it. Right. Um, I have a nephew who is on the autism spectrum and has ADHD. Like we have a lot of Mm -hmm. these neurodiverse kids in our family and they are super tricky, super tricky to raise. Um, And they trigger a lot of stuff inside of us. And I, I know my daughter now is an adult too. I'm a grandmother now. And I can say to her, I know that I wasn't the greatest parent for you. Like I I'm with you. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the know-how and I did better once I knew better, but there was lots of shit that I totally screwed up along the way. So I think this is part of why we're totally kindred spirits. Cause I, I can identify with being that hot mess mom, just trying to hold your own shit together, let alone all the shit your kid brings to the table. Right. Yeah. It's no joke. It's no, it joke. And- no joke at all. And ADHD usually brings along another friend, you know, like ODD or, you know, right. Like it's not just ADHD. There's Tourette's there's, you know, all this stuff, right? Like there it is. And that's exactly it. And Lexi had learning disabilities that we didn't discover until after the 80, like we couldn't figure out, gosh, you got the ADD, you got the meds, you're doing fine. And then why isn't this like, we felt like we're banging our head against the wall. Like, why isn't this? So you're right. Like there's always something else. There's always a comorbidity in that. And, and that's yeah. what makes it really tricky because you're just, you're peeling back the layers of the onion that this kid is at the same time that you're like blowing your mind because you don't know if you're coming or going, but I love what you said at the end there. Like the key, the key to having a better world is how we show up for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think we really have to consider that we, we are leaders. We have to be a leader in that space. And we have to lead from inside first. We got to lead ourselves. We can't do anything with them until we get a grip on who we are and how we need to show up and lead in our family, especially as a mom, right? We yeah. got to, we got to lead and we got to lead with conviction and with our values and on purpose. Right. And for so many reasons we need to, one is because we have mirror neurons in our brain. So our kids are not going to do what we say. They do what we do. Yeah. And the, the, the idea of, of modeling, you know, throughout the animal kingdom, including humans, you know, that's how we learn. And it's a survival system, right? We do what the, what the big people do. And if we are figures of instability for our kids, that they're going to start feeling anxious and they're going to have to start to hustle to get their needs met because we're not meeting their needs Mm -hmm. and that's going to show up as behavior we don't like. Yeah. So we've got to be 
healthy ourselves first to be able to handle the shit that's thrown at us, right? The meltdowns, the, you know, the, 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 the disrespect, you know, all of that stuff. And honestly, your reaction to it really has everything to do with how you're feeling in the moment, right? If you're having a great day, that shit doesn't bother you. If you're having a horrible day, it is like, don't you dare disrespect me, right? Yeah. And we just make a bad situation worse. Oh, hundred percent. And then we have to go back and apologize for our behavior. And we've lost the chance to teach and, and help our kids do better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the parallels. I mean, you, you coach parents and you help organizations work with their parents that are in that organization. And, and I, I mean, I work with organizations in a parallel way, a little bit differently about, you know, being great. We can all lead whether we have people reporting to us on an org chart, whether we're in the corner office or whether we're just, you know, hired to do that one job and just, you know, execute, we all need to be a leader so that we can show up, you know, in the good times. That's awesome. That's easy. We can make that happen in the bad times when the shit is going off the rails in our office, in our home, everywhere in between, we all need to be able to be a great, a great leader for ourselves, Right. Well, I love that. And, and, oh, sorry. Did I just interrupt you? No, absolutely not. But I think there's so many parallels between the parenting and, and just how we lead in general. Right. Well, what makes a great leader of a family makes a great leader in the workplace and women are are so good at that. We can multitask. We're good at empathy. We're better at listening, right? We're, we're better at being curious. Like how come you're acting that way or whatever. And we are often overlooked for being too soft, too emotional, too dramatic. And that is such a disservice to us because what we can bring can really actually help keep employees happy. Right. And, and also look on the flip side of that, as an employee, as, as it's just, you know, somebody who is raising a family and, 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 you know, has a fulfilling career or a career that they're in. If there is stuff happening at home, that is, you know, that's your special place. That's your soft place to land. And if there's incivility at home and I'm telling, you know, you hear like, well, don't bring your stuff, your, you know, don't bring your home shit to work with you or whatever. It is impossible not to, if you haven't had a good night's sleep, if you drove to work crying because you couldn't get the kids out the door without a huge fuss, right? Or whatever it is there. Yeah. There's no way you can function at a high level when your life is turmoil at home. And so therefore, you know, look, it costs, it costs a company 60 grand plus to replace an employee. So, you know, when I go in, I I don't cost 60 grand to help the parents in your organization. And just imagine how good that would feel if your organization knew that there are struggles at home and we're going to provide you help and support to make sure that you live the best life at home so that you can show up at work with more energy, more focus, more productivity. And by the way, that's good for the bottom line, you know? That is the absolute truth, right? Um, When we create spaces where people feel heard, seen, respected, valued, they do their best work. That is that that is that is that is the capital T truth. And as parents, particularly, 
you're absolutely right. This thing about don't bring your stuff to work. Well, guess where we're all working. We're coming to you live from our home offices. Our work is our life and our life is right in the middle of all of our work. So that whole old thing has totally gone away. We're a whole person. Yes. A whole person. And we, we bring all of ourselves with us everywhere. And I have lived that where I have had a knockdown drag out screaming match with my kid, dropped her off at school, cried my mascara off on the way to the yeah. office. How much productivity do you think I got out that day? I was exhausted. Yeah. I was worn out. I was completely frazzled. And I was basically a bag of shit that day, to be perfectly frank, right? So when we, when we as leaders and employers and places of work can, can lean into that caring and empathy with our employees, help them be high quality parents, I think you're absolutely right. I think they show up and they're better leaders and they do better work in our business. So Robin, I, I absolutely love it. And we've spent lots of time talking about how we can help organizations yeah. do that work uh, to help their their it teams and their parents be be more effective and I just I love it I think it just makes I think it makes so much sense yeah so, well and as a leader if you see somebody who who had that kind of a day like you're talking about instead of them saying oh god Lindsay she's such she's such a waste of time or whatever you know like oh she's so emotional no you go and you say hey what's going on? You seem no, so upset today. How yeah. can I help you? What do you need? Yeah. How can the team support you? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> now suddenly I feel like somebody gives a shit. Yes. And how much effort did that take yeah. for a leader to do that? None. None. Yeah. Well, and yeah. lean into that space where, you know, I, last week I, I had an argument with my teenager trying to get them out of bed. Uh, so yeah, I get it. Like, you know, put yourself in that person's shoes just for a moment, because the truth is the majority of us are parents, right? So we, we have had these experience, every single one of us, there are no perfect parents in this world. No, Um, we all come to understand that at some point. And so (laughs) we've we've all been there. So even if, even if you're like me and you're a grandmother, you know, reach back, reach back, remember, you know, pause for a moment before you're ready to judge somebody, reach back to that moment when you struggled and just connect to those feelings. Oh yeah. I really felt like crap after that argument with my kid. I really did. Like that was just a terrible day. Okay. Go from there. Right. Connect from that place. That's where you're effective. No, I, Robin, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. So, okay. You've been at this for a few years. You left your corporate marketing job. Now you work with parents and organizations to help parents. Mm-hmm. Where have you, where have you screwed it up along the way? What's been the, where did you goose it, Robin? Oh, I I've screwed up. I have definitely screwed up, you know, and, and uh, like, like I've screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, last year was a really rough year for me because I felt a little lost. You yeah. know, I really did. I didn't know how to run my business. And uh, I think that you know, what I did is I, I maybe led with a little bit of ego. You know, I came from a really big multinational corporation, really, really big. And I didn't want to, you know, 
stand in community centers giving parent coaching talks, uh, right? So I hired somebody to help me with Facebook ads and I wrote a book called yes. The Yelling Cure, right? Which, which is a, you know, I love the book and it was part of the sales funnel, right? It was the, it was the, the top of the funnel. That, that's truthfully why I wrote the book. And uh, so we had the sales funnel and I, and I, and I don't know if this detail is important, but I, I'll, I'll go through it just so you kind of hear it. Um, the top of the funnel is $5 and 90 cents for the book. It was an ebook. And then from there, you're, you're hoping to get add-ons and upsells and that sort of thing. And, and hopefully that would lead to one-on-one coaching and, and that sort of thing. So it was, it was really a, a way to get leads. Yeah. And, um, we scaled too fast. Mm. I was spending a hundred thousand dollars a month Good grief. on Facebook ads My plus Lord. paying him 10% of what I was spending. So $10,000 for him. And some months I made money, some months I made a ton of money. Um, and those months that I was making really good money, you know, you think, okay, that's going to be ongoing. And so we would do things like we'd renovate our backyard. We would buy a new car. We do these things or not buy, lease a new car. And then COVID came and everything changed. And so I was not profitable anymore. Mm. And I couldn't even pay a fraction of the bill because I wasn't bringing in those funds. And that's the really honest story that I don't tell people. Now, the great thing about it is, is that because I sold over 300,000 copies of my book, you know, I have a lot of followers and I have a lot of moms and it's mostly moms I work with. You know, I love dads too, but it's just usually moms. And, um, and so that's great. Uh, but where I'm stuck a little bit is, you know, you've got all of these, customers that are $5.90 customers. And so they're not necessarily willing to invest more, right? It's like, I've got your book and that's all I need. Right. Um, so that's kind of been a challenge to re-engage them. Um, and then, um, and then I, I moved platforms after I stopped working with this guy. Um, I, I hired another agency that completely tanked everything that I did, um, on social media cost me probably $60,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I tried to get it back, hired more people. And I just was getting deeper and deeper in debt. The money was gone. And that's why I was lost last year. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. Like it was, it was, it was like really, really hard. I thought, you know, one of the things that I do have is sort of like a money mindset issue um, mm-hmm. because I have some childhood stuff about money sure. and it was really hard when I was growing up. And so there was just a lot of stuff and, and part of it was my head I had to get straight and I was flailing and focusing on too many things at once because I also have a podcast and then we have a companion site to the, the podcast. And so I'm putting all this energy and doing all this stuff, but it's not paying me anything. And so yeah, that's it kind of in a nutshell. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge your vulnerability because I know that is really hard to talk about. Yes. There's a lot of shame that gets associated with my, my underline, my business is not successful equals I am not, I don't have value. And I, I struggle with that too. And I think yeah. 
that is so awesome that you would bring that to the podcast today, because I think there's a lot of women out there that business success equals my value. And that is like, not even close, but it's hard to shake, right? It's hard to shake. It, It really is. And look, I've got a two comma club award on my wall. Yeah. But it's fake. It's bullshit. It's, it's not real. I didn't make a million dollars in profit. I I made a million dollars in sales, but I put out a million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) So like what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And COVID shifted everything for everybody. Um, But I, I really appreciate your vulnerability in saying like I scaled too fast and I really didn't have the infrastructure uh, to make that sales that million dollars in sales into half million dollars in profit. Yeah, it, it happened way too fast. I, I didn't know how to nurture the list. I, oh. I didn't have anything left at the end of the day because it was so fast and so like there were so many ads running and so many comments on the ads. And, you know, yeah. I wanted to have integrity and answer them and, you know, all of that stuff. And um, then there was a lot of hate, you know, people say, well, why don't you just give your book for free, all this stuff. Right. So I got so overwhelmed by this. Uh And then if the funnel isn't producing, then it's like, well, make another course. And this whole time I wasn't nurturing them at all. I was so stretched so thin. And here I was thinking being an entrepreneur was going to mean freedom. (laughs) There, therein lies, right? Like laughing hysterically. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet that you thought you were going to have all that freedom. Yeah. The art. What do they say in the South? Bless your heart. That's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bless Bless your little heart. Bless your heart. Cause I think we all kind of get into the entrepreneurial racket thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna make all this money. We're gonna have all this freedom. And what they don't tell you is that for the first five years, you're going to work 12 hour days, pretty much 50, 50 weeks a year. Um, and it's, you're going to have to like a lot of hustle, a lot of grind and it's, you know, you're going to have to work it. And, and, um, what does Brittany say? You got to work bitch, right? Like it, that's like for real. Um, so I, but I, I really, I think that this is really, this is really like, talk about opening the kimono. This is, this is the real, this is the real truth ladies. Yeah. Um, and if you're feeling it, know that, you know, Robin and I are right in the soup with you. I yeah, love there, there's no magic bullet. You, you do have to work hard. You've got to have integrity and you've got to know your work, but you also have to know your worth too. And, and that doesn't all happen at one time. Right. And we all question ourselves too. Right. Yeah. But- yeah. It's true. But I think <laughs> staying dedicated as much as you can. I mean, look, if you can't with finances, you can't, but you know, knowing that it's not like somebody said to me, you either, you either win or you learn. And so boy, do I know a lot more than I did before. So I've learned a lot. Oh <laughs> I don't want to learn anymore. I just want to do it now. <laughs> I just want to know why does everything have to be a learning experience? Right. Like, yeah. Why, why, why am I always the dumbest one in the room? Like, why, why is that a thing? I actually, no, me like, too. I'm the dumbest too. Don't worry about it. Some certifications. Like, I think I'm a relatively intelligent human being. Why does everything have to be a damn learning experience, Robin? Like, what's up with that? You know, and I think that it's in a way, business and entrepreneurship is like parenting where we're all 
pretending that everything is going well. And I remember <laughs> one of the people that I work with, she's like, yeah, I know all these two comic club winners who are broke. And I was like, oh, I don't want her to know that that's me too. You know, like we're all lying. Yeah. 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 It's all bullshit. And that doesn't help anybody. No. <laughs> No, but guess what? On the female founder Friday podcast, you get the real shit. Like we, we don't, we're not, this is real. This is authentic. Yeah. All of those people that are telling you all of those things that sound too good to be true. They yeah. are, they are not real. They are not real. It is about hustle. It's about dedication. It is about being yourself and using that the best way you can. All of the other stuff, it's smoke and mirrors. It really yeah. is. In parenting and in business, smoking. Yeah. Well, and you know, you just said something too, that I just want to address is, and that is like, it's about being yourself. And that's the best part about being an entrepreneur is I get to be myself, take it or leave it. Like, yep. I'm silly. Yep. I swear. Yes. You know, I sometimes sing talk and you know, whatever, like I, I do crazy wacky things and that's who I am because I think, and I think parenting is sacred but I don't see why we can't have a little bit of fun while we do it, which is why you and I have so much fun. Like we believe fully and you have like, Lindsay, you are gifted in the work that you're doing and you're fun. Like, hello, why can't it be the same? And I, I just think, look, I'm going to just be who I am. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. I spent too long in my working career trying. Yeah. I, I always felt like I was trying to put myself in a bit of a box mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not interested in doing that anymore. And mm -hmm. that's where my, you know, corporate HR career ended. Yes. And the truth is, if I can't be authentic, then I'm not doing it. It's as simple yeah. as that. Take it or leave it. Love me or leave me. Right. The character, yeah. like what, you know, this is as good as it gets. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no point in being anything other than myself anymore. And it was the same for me too. I mean, I remember, you know, my boss used to call me dramatic. I'm not dramatic. I just am energetic. I'm enthusiastic, you know, like, or if you think I'm dramatic, why do you think I am? You know, I didn't have the the language to ask though, you know? No, no. So, no. And that's, and that's part of it, but you know what? I think you do. You just get to a point where you're like, I like me. I, I like who I am warts and all. Like yeah. far from perfect, but perfect just the way I am. Mm -hmm. And when we come to accept that about ourselves and our parenting and our leadership, we are so much more effective at connecting. And yeah. isn't that really what this is all about? Connecting with your kids, connecting with your partner, right? Because mm -hmm. parenting, whether you're married, divorced, or indifferent, parenting's a two-person job, yeah. right? And it that's... It's all about the connection there. It's all about the connection with your kids. It's all about the connection with your team. Mm. That's really what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And it does take a village. Like you need support. We bring in people to support us with our son because I don't have all the answers and it's better that he learns it from somebody other than me anyway, you know? So yeah, I totally agree. Uh, totally agree. And I'm, I'm really lucky. I have a really beautiful husband who's so helpful and we've known each other since we were 16 years old. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's sweet. been a long time. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Robin, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know that you are like a busy going concern 
And I'm so grateful. I'm always grateful when I get to spend time with you because we do have a riot. Like, to be clear, we're keeping it under control here today for the podcast. Um, we're trying to behave, aren't we, Robin? We're really yes. being good. But I, I like, we always have the most incredible discussions. And I can't thank you enough for showing up here. Real, raw, authentic, bring in your whole soul to the conversation. Uh, I'm really grateful for that. And I know that anyone that listens to this podcast will feel exactly the same way. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show. Oh, thank you so much, Lindsay. I, my life is better for knowing you and the work you're doing. Anybody who gets to work with you is so, so fortunate. You are a wonderful human and you are who you say you are. And that's what I love about you. Thank you. And I, I feel exactly the same way about you. Love it. Awesome. And what we're going to do, I'm going to make sure that there's a link um, to be able to connect with Robin, because if you are a parent and you are struggling, this right here is the chick you need in your life. (laughs) She will help you figure your stuff out and help you have some fun and really reconnect with your kid. And um, that is, don't we all want that? So thank you, Robin. It's just been a pleasure. everyone tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I really love Robin's philosophy that you either learn or die. It's the truth. On our journey, we need to continue to learn and grow or we're going to stagnate. And you can find out more about Robin and what she does uh, on her website, which is parentingforconnection.com. You can also find her on Instagram, where she is Robin McMahon underscore parent coach. And of course, you can find out more about me on Instagram as well. And my handle there is at Highbolt Leadership. The Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to impact a thousand listeners. And it would mean the world to me if you left this episode a five-star review and shared it with all of your friends. Let's engage a thousand female entrepreneurs and really amplify the message. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me at hive leadershipca